Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And now it's time for part two of In the Moment. Who's next? All right, Ben Stein. Oh, shit. Boy, has he been on Twitter. <laughs> and for those of you not familiar with Ben Stein, um, he's the clear eye guy, right? For clear eyes. <laughs> That's that guy. <laughs> he's, um... Do they even do eye drop commercials anymore? I don't think so. <laughs> I haven't seen so. <laughs> I don't think so. But I know one of my godfathers, every time I see him, he got them weed eyes. So he, <laughs> he could use eyes. a drop. Yeah. <laughs> he could use a drop or two. But this dude is in uh, the news mm-hmm. for two clips that I saw recently. Mm-hmm. One of the clips he's basically speaking to, feeling like you cannot point out the differences in race anymore because if you do you'll lose your job and he misses how the world used to be then there's the other clip that went viral there's there's more after this oh huh. I, I feel like that one was enough <laughs> <laughs> was it okay well i guess the reason he wants to still be able to speak openly on race is because of his passion about what has happened with Sarah. Um, and if you haven't heard that clip... Wait, wait, wait. Say it again. Sarah. <laughs> now, yeah, no, I ain't gonna say it like I'm from up north. Yeah, I know what you're doing. Now, nah, you ain't gonna get me with the walking and talking and drinking my coffee. Sorry. All right? I know. This is about Ben mm-hmm. and Clear Eyes <laughs> and Aunt Jemima. Here's why he feels he should still be able to talk about race. Which I sometimes do is just to make breakfast... For dinner, Aunt Jemima yummy pancake syrup. Now, this used to show a large African-American woman chef, but because of the inherent racism of Americans' corporate culture, they decided to make it a white person or maybe no person at all. But I prefer it when it's a black person showing their incredible skill at making pancakes. So God bless you all. Have a good evening. All right. <sighs> Katie. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to admit this before I go into 10, him, and whoever else got something to say about us up. Okay. I kind of do miss Aunt Jemima. Oh, absolutely. That whole millhouse, whatever the fuck, syrup they got on them shelves. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. Boy, I ain't never bought Miss Butterworth so fast. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't get that shit out of here. It's like I understood why they tried to remove her. Yeah. But... She was the representation. She was. Of why y'all have this fucking syrup that you fucking have. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I do. Yeah. I miss it. Mm -hmm. I miss it. It was nothing like it, right? And if if you have one, if you have an Aunt Jemima left, it's like an OG Jordan at this point, right? And, but I wouldn't even have been mad at him if he simply left out the large African American woman part. Why was that necessary? It wasn't necessary. I don't understand it. It wasn't necessary at all. But how I viewed it is that there are some 
Caucasian men who back in their day, they wanted a large African-American woman. Uh, right? I didn't think about that. Honestly, I didn't think about that. And so when you wanted that brick house, um, mm-hmm. even though you knew it was forbidden, the way they went about approaching it mm. was different. So I feel like he had a little bit of jungle fever. And that was what was coming out because mm-hmm. I don't think I don't think this man is racist at, by any means. I just think that the air he grew up in and how he had to adapt and adjust was like I always wanted that type of woman. Yeah. Even though I was raised not to have that type of woman. Mm-hmm. And so th- I feel like that's part of why he made you know like that's something that was in his deepest fantasies. That's I'm, how I saw it. I'm not mad at you because when I listened to it, it didn't give me racism. Mm-mm. It just gave me ignorance. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, he was trying to say something, didn't know what to say. I don't believe he was attempting to be racist in either of these videos. Let me be clear. I really don't. How I view it is Steve Martin and Queen Latifah in Big House, the movie. I like that. I see where you're going. I see where you're going. That's, like, on the sometimes same... that's... It's, like, right on the edge. It's uh-huh. right on the line. And and he's been... Ben Stein has been 80 for 53 years, <laughs> if we're being honest. Right? So, like, you have to give him that. That's true. But my man... And I'm not saying this to to put him down. I'm saying this because I believe it should be said, right? And this is going to go into the next gentleman that we have to discuss. But Cat Williams once said, if you can't find a way to do comedy today without completely insulting an entire culture of people, then you simply shouldn't be doing comedy. Mm -hmm. You ain't that damn funny Mm -hmm. because it's really not that damn hard. And I agree with him, right? Does that mean that no one's ever going to be the butt of your jokes? No. But if you can't go out there and be funny for 30 minutes or for an hour and not have an entire culture of people pissed off at you, maybe comedy is just simply not your shit, right? And I feel that way about what Ben Stein is saying. We can still talk about the differences of race. We do it every day, actually. But if you can't do it in a way where you don't get fired from your job, I got something to tell you, bro. <laughs> it ain't hitting for you the way you think it is. Because it's a way to do it without being a racist. Simply put, that's how I feel. What about you? Absolutely. It, it's all about your intention behind it. And I feel like that when anyone says something, especially that has to deal with ethnicities and races and stuff like that, Whatever the joke is or whatever they're trying to get at, you can tell the intention behind it. Absolutely. You can tell the intention where it's good intentions and I'm just trying to make a joke and where it's bad. You can tell. So it's all about your intentions and how you present it. I agree. Now, with that being said, let's get Scott Adams out of the way before we get back to having a little more fun. That is his name, right? Mm-hmm. All right. What did, what did this... Uh... So Scott Adams is known for the popular comic strip in newspapers called Dilbert. Is uh-huh. this office guy who's like, you know, it's like, imagine the show The Office, but in a comic strip form. That's been his whole thing. And Somewhat of a family guy version of The Office, if yeah. for lack of a better way to put it. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And it's been going on for, before I was born, he's been doing these comic strips. Okay. Right? So well over 30 years. But he decided in a recent interview to have the audacity because he started his own podcast recently. He decided to say that he used to identify as black because he felt it was easier to relate to the people that he identified who were who he worked with, basically, who were black. What does that mean? What do you mean you identified as black? And that's the thing I'm still trying to understand. 
in the interview, he it didn't go into depth. He just said that he identified as black. And so in my head, the first thing I thought was Rachel, like the Doza, whatever her name was. Uh-huh. I'm like, is that what you were trying to do? What were you trying to get at? But then he said that black people are a hate group. And so because of that, he gave a warning to white people to stay away from black people. Wow. Because we're the problem, huh? Yeah. Mm. And I'm like, who, first of all, even if you feel that way, who has the audacity to say this in a live interview on a show? Like, what are you thinking that you feel this way that you said black people are a hate group because they don't like white people? This is his general summary. And so he says he gives a warning to white people to stay away from black people. Like, what the fuck? Wow. It it was the most bizarre video that I've ever seen and ever watched. And I'm like, who has the audacity to even say this thing or even feel that way? Because it's not true. Mm-hmm. But, like, what? All right. So do we have a clip? Uh-huh. So could, all right. So let's play the clip. All right. So I realized, um, as you know, I've been identifying as black for a while, years now, because I like, you know, I like to be on the winning team. And I like to help. And I, I always thought, well, if you help the black community, that's sort of the biggest lever. You know, you, could, you can find the, the biggest benefit. So I thought, well, that's the hardest thing and the biggest benefit. So I'd like to focus a lot of my life resources in helping black Americans. So much so that I started identifying as black to just be on the team I was helping. But it turns out that nearly half of that team uh, doesn't think uh, I'm okay to be white. So if if you know nearly half of all blacks uh, are not okay with white people, according to this poll, not according to me, according to this poll, uh, that's a hate group. That's a hate group, and I don't want to have anything to do with them. And I would say, you know, based on the current way things are going, the best advice I would give to white people is to get the hell away from black people. Just get the fuck away. Wherever you have to go, just get away. Because there's no fixing this. This can't be fixed. Right, this can't be fixed. You just have to escape. All right, so I'm feeling like, you know what? First of all, take race out of it. And we're done with the racy spacey after this. We're going to get back to pardon. But just for him... um, First of all, I hate any kind of generalization mm-hmm. at this point. Let Absolutely. me just say that. I hate all of it, right? Like, I just saw a, a young lady that was 22 years old the other day on Twitter talking about what all men are. You're 22 years old. If you've experienced all men at 22, then all men ain't your problem. I'll just say that, mm-hmm. right? I feel the same way about this. What do you mean black people are as one Caucasian male? You've experienced every black person? I don't like that. I don't like that for anything. All white people, all black people, all men, all women. Can we stop doing that, yo? Like, we like we hear all the time how all people are not the same. I see black people do some things, and I look at them and go, yeah, it ain't got nothing to do with me, dogs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure everybody feels that way about their culture. We don't all represent we all. So that's just stop that, number one. The ignorance in that alone is already out of pocket and out of order. Mm-hmm. Secondly... What do you mean? You you could never identify as a black person if you're a white person, period. Never. Nothing else to be discussed there. That that's ignorance in its own mind. You just you can't identify as anything that you're not. You can't even. Uh, I simply. I, I will say even going far, you can't even attempt to relate. 
You can't. There's no comparison. You can't. I don't care what Drake meant when he said, yo, I understand what it's like to be a heavy chest woman. No, you don't. Mm-mm. No, you don't. And I ain't, I ain't hear it, so I'm not trying to be funny. Maybe he really did wrap that up in a nice bowl and turn it into a song as beautiful as Marvin's Room. I don't know. But I know he can't really relate. How? Okay. It's just some things you just can't do. You already know I constantly bring up how I was a dude one day trying to tell you what it was like to be a lesbian. I was pissed off. Mm-hmm. You, it's just no way, right? Stop trying to say you identify as something you're not. You should be trying to learn about something you're not in any order, right? Like, you you can't identify as it. Secondly, you telling all white people to stay away from black people. Why don't you just do it? Mm. You just do it, bro. You stay away from black people. And that's fine. It works for everybody. It works for you. works for us. We don't care. We don't want you around. Some of my best friends are white. I've had some of my best experiences with white people. And I will never... It's nothing he could say or anyone else could say that would make me look at them different, make me not want to be around them. Mm-hmm. If your experiences was that because you was out trying to identify as black and black people didn't appreciate it, then say that. Say that. But you don't know what it's like to have been oppressed for 400 years. Sometimes I don't think they really stop and wonder to themselves. Like, yo, you made whole human being slaves. Right? Like, my man Brian Cranston, he said, and, and we said this on in the moment how long ago. Shit. Right? Yeah, oh, long ass time ago. Ben said this before Black Lives Matter. Make America great again. When was it great for us? Exactly. When? But Name the time. The fact that he said it was like, okay, at least someone else outside of us yes. realizes it. Thank you. Finally. Because when? I'm still waiting for somebody to answer that question. I asked that question three years ago. When was it great for us? Remember I wore the shirt that said make America not racist for the first time? Mm-hmm. And it was... It was a problem. Boy, the day did I get killed for Yo, that. That was a problem when you wore that. I, I got destroyed for that. Mm-hmm. But when was it great? Yeah. I'm still waiting for somebody to tell me what era was it so amazing Mm-mm. for black people. So what are you talking about? Right. Like, I, I don't understand it. And if you can't see that, if it's not that simple for you. And I love, because I love your honor and Breaking Bad. Thank you. Thank you. Because I, Katie, if he said anything different, I had to stop watching your honor. I've been pissed. <laughs> and I know that's your show. That is my show. Yes, I know. And he's started, amazing. He's I started, a genius, isn't he? I started watching it. Do you like it? Yes. Isn't it amazing? Yes. It's such a great it's show. Great. It's incredible. Like, Damn, Mo was right. Man. God, it took too long. And he's brilliant. But help him being brilliant as an actor. He's brilliant as a human being for saying that. Because when you say comments like that, we're a hate group. You're making it seem as if we have no reason to feel away. Mm. But you haven't gone through. Anything remotely close to what we have, what our ancestors have, what's been passed down to us. You don't think these stories get to us? You don't think your grandmother got to tell you about what she experienced? So, yes, I ain't going to sit here and pretend like some of us don't have a uh, vision about white people that maybe some of us should not have. But until we're proved differently, we might be a little guarded. Because of what we've experienced, that should be fair, right? If I know a a young lady has experienced trauma with men, Mm -hmm. I'm aware of that. You don't think I'm going to give her some grace in, all right, you probably going to be guarded around me as a man because of your experiences with men. But my reaction to it wouldn't be, you're a hateful person. You ain't even give me a chance. No. My response would be, You've been shown something different. Let me prove to you that all men are not like this. And this is why and this is how. If that's not your mentality, yo, fam, don't try to flip it and tell me and show me something different because you can't. You can't erase 400 years of something being one man. Hate group? You're wildin'. 
Hate are the people who are enslaving people. That's hate. Hate is the people who are hanging people from trees. That's hate. That's what hate looks like. Hate don't look like stop killing us, stop hanging us, we tired of it. That's not hate. That is literally people getting to the end of their rope and being tired of mm-hmm. being treated less than and not having no fucking civil rights. Don't talk to me about hate. Anything I missed? No. Right on. All right, have a great day, Scott. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Who's next? I'm mad at the reach over in a car. What you mean? Like, hey, can you pass me? Nope. Which, 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 which reach over? What do you mean? There are certain people, Katie, that will be riding in a car. Okay. And I'm one of them, so I'm calling myself out. But you driving in a car, right? Riding. Because I feel like this would be us. Car. Beep, beep. I'm in a passenger seat. Uh-huh. You in a driver's seat. Mm-hmm. We riding. Somebody cut you over. Do something crazy. <laughs> right, you got to hit your brakes, blah, blah. Your face hit the windshield. What would I do? Do you, you know what I would do? No. I'd probably reach over you. And hit, hit the horn. <laughs> Wait. No, because I'm accountable. I'm accountable. I saw somebody say this, right? They was like, yo, don't be the reach over person hitting the horn. This is happening. Nobody to me. likes that person. And I ain't, I don't normally do it, but I ain't gonna lie, I've done it. And so, so I'm holding myself accountable and I'm giving you oh. the, yeah, the space to tell people why that shit is annoying and you should never be the reach over person. Please don't do that. Please don't enter my driver's space. It happened with the last woman I was dating. And it was some car that cut us off. And me, I realized that I don't hit my horn as much as I may have. There's scenarios where I should actually press my horn, and I just don't. Because I'm just like, it's whatever. And I remember one time a car came, swerved, coming from the left, and cut me off. And I'm, I'm just cussing up a storm. Like, me, I'll just cuss it up if... It wasn't anything that caused me to press my immediate brakes. And then she reaches over. It's like, you should have pressed your horn. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo. Yeah, I've been that person. Because if we get into a fight, if right. it's that one person who was ready to go, yeah. I'm not prepared to go. <laughs> You're right. You're you pressing right. a horn. I'm not ready. Yeah, we got to fight. Right. To shoot this shit up. Yep. I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I am. Yo, yeah, let's go. At least do it if I got the strap in the car. If it don't. <laughs> no, you threw the strap at me. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's go time. Don't do that. Yeah. But right. I do have a question because I'm a different type of reach over person. Okay. And I felt hesitant to do this because it's just naturally a part of how I was raised. So if I am driving, right, and say I'm driving and I have to slam my brakes for whatever reason, you know how you slam your brakes, you kind of jerk to the front a little bit. Yep. If someone's in a passenger, my initial reaction, if someone's in the passenger seat, is to reach over with my right arm and, like, hold and them. And hold them. Yeah. yeah. Right. Is that weird? Because I yes. haven't, like, it is. Yeah, this is weird. Why? Uh, for multiple reasons for me. My mom does that. My mom oh. been doing that to me since I was a kid. When I was a kid, I didn't think nothing of it. My mom was trying to protect me, and I respect it. I get it. But in reality, now that we're all grown, what the fuck are you about to do? If we headed to a wall, if we going off the edge into the water, if we about <laughs> to hit the medium on a highway... If this shit about to flip over three, four times, what in the fuck is your little reach over grabbing my chest really going to do, Katie? Brace for impact. What are you saving? <laughs> no, you want to save me? Don't crash. That's the only way. What you, you are not an airbag. Like, you are, that's not. Have you seen the blind side? 
Yes. He saved Homeboy. All right. Ooh, I don't <laughs> remember that arm. part. I don't even remember that part. Did he really? He had got his first truck, and he actually saved um, his brother. The football put, player? Yeah, he put his arm out, and he had to crash. Yeah, how big he was. Yeah. And he also became <laughs> yeah. an offensive lineman right, in right. the NFL. You didn't have if to you are an offensive lineman <laughs> in the NFL and your job is to protect somebody, all right, that's different. But you, Katie, personally, my mom's. <laughs> hey, 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 what was, hey, no, I'm out of here. You're not about to stop me from going through this windshield. Okay. I appreciate it, but don't. Okay. Plus, what if you're a man and you're driving, mm-hmm. right? And it's your first date. And you know, technically, you ain't never really put your hands on her like that. You reach over. <laughs> Wait a second. Now nah, you're doing it at every red light. Right? <laughs> what size are these? 36 double D? Wait. <laughs> you know, every stop sign, every red light, every time somebody put blinkers on. Nah, Queen, I just. Excuse nah. me. Please excuse my. Yo, yo, put your hands with my eyes to see with your perverted ass. Nah, I don't believe you. Stop reaching over in cars. All right, if you in the passenger seat, and I had to learn this lesson myself because I used to be the guy. I will definitely hit your horn. That's back in the day, though. I won't hit your horn today. But stop, right? Mm-hmm. Don't look to see if cars are coming because now the driver can't see. Mm-hmm. Your big ass head is in the way. Recline your shit and relax mm-hmm. and let the driver drive. Nobody likes a backseat driver. Yes. All right. Who's next? Last reason I'm mad. Have you ever thought? Because you know my mind is crazy. Mm-hmm. Has anyone ever died at a funeral? I'm pretty sure. But have you ever thought about it? No. Well, I I have, Katie. No, don't tell me you looked this up. Oh, oh, did I ever. Mo. <laughs> and wait, let me tell you what led to this, though. Okay. This is what the really yeah. crazy part. You know what I don't like? I don't like that people, people? keep. Well, yes. <laughs> Okay. No, yes. That's on the board. That's number one answer. Ding! <laughs> but the number two answer is people who kill birds at funerals. Have you seen this? Yo, people be killing doves at funerals. I thought they released the doves. Yeah, and sometimes when they release them, doves at the ground. I've seen so many videos. It's they always putting the doves no. in somebody's hand no. who clearly... Has never held anything gently, and they choke shit out the dove, and they try to release them, and Prince's guitar didn't work that day because them doves ain't fly. You know what I'm talking about? No. No. Maybe you just like your father. Never satisfied. You've not seen these videos? No. All right, well, look these up when we get out of here. Okay. They be killing doves at the funeral. So I thought to myself, that got to be the worst place to die. Where now, someone's already dead. Exactly. So if you are not into dark moments, <laughs> fast forward about two minutes and come right back. But I looked up. Has anyone ever died at a funeral? Mm-hmm. I was interested. Mm-hmm. And boy, did I find oh, shit. quite a few answers on Ranker.com. What'd you find? First one was a shock-induced heart attack. Katie, this is a true story. Mm-hmm. In 2011... A Russian woman actually woke up at her own funeral. But the shock of realizing that she had been declared dead caused her to have a heart attack and actually die. I'm alive. I'm dead. I'm alive. 
Like, that happened. That's a true. I looked it up. I searched it. Like, this is facts. So they were at her funeral. Yes. She wakes up in the middle of her funeral. Yes. And says, oh, shit, I'm at my funeral. Scares her to death. Scared herself to death from the shock. What the fuck? Can you imagine? Everybody thought you was dead. You was alive. Now you're dead for real. The so, trauma. Right. Now, there's a ton more of people who died at the funeral story. Mm-hmm. I'm going to save those for next week. Mm-hmm. But what we're going to talk about right now. There's so much irony in this, because we talk about irony on it in a moment. So I have two questions for you. Okay. First question is, how exactly do you think that funeral went after this woman? And I'm not going to laugh, because this is, obviously, this is death. So I'm going to be serious. But I'm genuinely interested. After this woman popped up and said, yo, what the fuck? And then died again. How do you think the rest of that funeral went? And second... If you were in this unfortunate situation and genuinely woke up at your own funeral, how would you handle it? Okay, how I think the rest of the funeral went is that people were more relieved. Even though she still passed away again, they were like, well, at least we got to see her take her last breath. Like, the chatter about it was probably like... Yo, your view on life is so positive. (laughs) That's how you think it went? Yeah. No, stop, Katie. Stop. Because I hate when you do this. Stop. In your mind, I just want to be clear. You think that there were people at a funeral. They sitting there, they looking at the casket. Pastor up there talking. Michael Buffer just walked away. And then the person in the casket popped the casket open. And said, what the fuck going on? And everybody said, <laughs> right? That's the sound that happened. Mm-hmm. And they died again in the casket closed. You are telling me that that funeral just proceeded like nothing just happened. They had to take a beat. All right. <laughs> but it was like, it's a miracle. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and they just went on about their business. I wanted to say goodbye one last time. Someone someone was praying in the back saying, Lord, I wish you would wake up. And she did. And it went back dead. <laughs> all right. Ain't no, all right. Ain't no way. No, I love it, though. But, yeah. No, I love it. Okay, that's how it happened here, mind. In my mind, ain't no way they finished that funeral. They had to. What There's no way. The funeral was over. Bury her? Now you're going to say, just, all right, put her, just put her down six feet. I would literally get up out my seat, and maybe it would just be me, mm. and be like, I don't know what the fuck y'all got going on in this church, <laughs> but I'm getting back in my limo, fam. I ain't got nothing. I'm leaving. I don't want nothing to do with I don't know if this is an exorcism. I don't know what we doing, but if anybody ever hop out of a casket at a funeral I'm at and die again... I'm not waiting for Ashton Kutcher to come out. I don't know what this is. I'm leaving the church. I get that. Okay. I respect that. Want to be clear. But that's not what happened in my head. Fine. What did you do if this was you? If I woke up? You woke up. But then I die again. Nah, 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 nah. Oh. Nah, I'm never, ever putting death on you. You woke up and the death part didn't happen. You just happened to wake up at a funeral. What's your next move? <gasps> that's you. You up now. I'm analyzing. Who the fuck is here? All right. I'm, that's me in the fourth row crying. Why are you in the fourth row? Because they say I wasn't family, and I was pissed about it, too. You know I started oh, some shit. Yeah, like, you know I did. Who ain't family? <laughs> now, I don't care. What you mean? I'm Mo better. What you? Now, who, now, who ain't family? Now, ask about me. I'm like, first row supposed to be family. You know you in the casket going. No, we're Mo. Yo, here go. Hey. Hey, yo. Wait. No, no, you knew I was there because you heard me talking shit. All right, Mo's here. 
Hey. And she gonna have a fucking audacity. To <laughs> yeah, no, away. I ain't family. <laughs> now nah, you're right. I'm in the first row, three seats for moms. That's where I'm at, right? Okay, yeah. yeah that's where there I'm you at. Go. You damn right. It's me. Now I'm analyzing. I'm like, who the fuck is here? Now you, that's what I would do too. I'm like, all right. All right, there's my mom, there's my cousin. Yo, wait, we, we, no. yo, we are narcissists. That's, wait, that's what I, I would do too. I, no, that's what I would do. Yo, who's here for me and who's not? Because it's a problem. I just thought it was me though, right? No, yeah. Who doesn't do that? No, I would slowly hop my ass out the casket and see my mom. You got to hug your mom first, right? Of course. My mom, I'm good. Like, don't worry about it. But where my godfather at? <laughs> Yo, all of them. God damn it. No, Clint. Tracy. Keith. Tracy. Yo. Nah. Where the hell at? Right? I'm looking for everybody who not there. Where's my phone? Wait. Who has it? Who got my phone? Did you go through it? Yeah. Like, Babe, I'll talk to you later. I know you. You saw some shit you were supposed to see. Wait. I'll tell you about Shaniqua later. Don't worry about it. I was wildin' that day. Now, hey, you were gonna find out. I didn't know I was gonna die and shit. Wait. But I still love you, girl. You know what? I love you. Nah, I love you to life. Nah, no, dude, I only loved her to death. It's over. I'm back, baby. Oh. <laughs> Wait. Wait. Yo, if you don't think I'm calling people immediately to church. Nah, I mean, no, I'm, cause I know Romeo ain't there. Yo, Yo, nah, so what Romeo? you mean he couldn't make it? <laughs> His mom was making pupusas. Oh, what? That's why he wasn't here? Yo, I'm calling him to your family. Wait, 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 wait. No. I, I'm on Twitch. <laughs> Yo, imagine you get out the casket and call your man. Where you at? Go, hold on. <laughs> Yo, hold on. So who's that on the phone? Hey, baby. <laughs> Hey, man, hold on, hold on. Hey, hey. <laughs> yo, put me on hold after I died. Why are you not here, yo? <laughs> All right, so everybody would do that. Yeah. It's not just me. No. I, w- I promise you, I would go up every aisle, right? <laughs> you know, down the... Fam, every single family member got to face me. You had this man speaking for me? Yo, Is this the man wait. you had speaking here? Wait, y'all chose him? Wait, he not even... Wait, y'all chose the pastor <laughs> from Brooklyn? <laughs> With the fake Gucci suits that was stealing shit? Oh. Nah. Hey, hey, who the fuck hired Joel Osteen? You know he love this man. You know I'm gonna wake up a Virgo. That's the picture y'all chose me. <laughs> right. All I've done. Out of all the pictures. All the pictures. Nobody wanted to Photoshop that this one. one. That's the best flowers <laughs> y'all can find. Nah, nah. Hey, I said I wanted a blue casket. What color <laughs> casket is this? All right, that's dark. That's so dark. But hey, that first thing I thought, Katie. Nah, who not here, yo? Alright, it's not just me. Alright, let's get out of this. This is a dark ass segment. Stay tuned for another episode of In the Moment with their host Mo and co-host Katie.